so I'm not even going to lie that I have a glass of wine and some water, of course, um, with me while I record this episode because this episode is coming from a place of vulnerability and yeah, so I needed a little bit of liquid courage to start this discussion. So here we are. Um, so I want to take you on a journey along with me of learning to love our bodies in the way they are meant to be loved. We will no longer identify by the type of body we have, the size of the body we own, and discover self-love that was created in his image. Body shaming has been a cultural norm for centuries. There is a history of what the ideal woman should look like, how a woman should carry herself, is her teeth straight, how is her hair, is her skin clear, what are her measurements, how tall is she, is she black or is she white, that list can go on. This was prior to Lizzo setting the tone of air quotes, bigger girls are sexy too, and Drake saying, I want a BBW. This was also before influencers on social media were a thing. In today's episode, I want to start the conversation of body shaming and learning how to carry our bodies and our minds toward body positivity. Of course, there's a lot to unpack and it will take multiple episodes to do this. Consider this the first episode. The conversation has to start somewhere. So grab your morning cup and let's dive in. Welcome to Mama's Morning Cup Podcast. On this podcast, hang out with Quinn and guests who are also fellow mamas who will bring candid conversations covering the five pillars of inspiration, family, health, career, and books. Mama, we need to fill up our cups while juggling careers, our dreams, and a family. Mama's Morning Cup is a weekly podcast just for you to set your week up with intentional stories, joy, laughter, and a moment to yourself. My name is Quinn Minier, and I'm the host of Mama's Morning Cup. I am a mama of a thousand kids that love to encourage and inspire fellow mamas and fill their cups with intention. You can find me most days wearing leggings and reading a good book. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to remind you that you are not alone in this journey we call motherhood. Go behind the scenes of my chaotic household that should be a reality show, my opinions and views of this world, and hear from other women who will inspire us through stories of inspiration, family, career, and their health journeys. This is Mama's Morning Cup. Let's start with acknowledging that there are different types of bodies, small bodies, medium and larger bodies, short and tall bodies, Asian, Indian, black, white, Latinx, disabled, abled, and so on. My question to influencers, magazines, and the trolls on social media who tell others they should look a certain way How are we supposed to do this if we are all made differently? Think about that for a second. When you walk into a room 
and there are bodies of all sizes, genders, ethnicities, etc. Doesn't that make it a better experience rather than walking into a room where everyone looks like you? I listened to an interview one day between a popular influencer, coach, or whatever they call themselves today, and she told her friend, and I say this in quotation marks, that she shouldn't have a goal weight. Boy, did I have a field day in my thoughts about that statement. Who are we to tell others that they can't have a goal weight? They are fat. They are too skinny. They shouldn't wear that. Hide your stretch marks. Straighten your hair. Dreads and natural hair looks dirty and unkept. But isn't that what makes us beautiful? The differences? If someone knows they weigh a certain amount and they also know what goals they have set for themselves, we don't get to change that. There is health at every size, of course. But if someone put on 20 pounds during a pandemic and they felt better 20 pounds lighter, let them lose that 20 pounds because it's their body. And losing that 20 pounds is liberating and to them, That's when they feel healthy. But body image isn't just physical. It's mental as well. How do you feel about your own body when you look in the mirror? I can tell you firsthand, over the last year, I have struggled with this almost daily. Let me tell you, circumstances create thoughts and thoughts create feelings. So if external pressure creates the thought you are blank enough, What feelings does that produce? What does that do for your mental health? I've had to learn this over the last year. Of any change that I wanted to make, it has to start with why. I get that we should feel confident in the skin that we are in. Our bodies are wonderfully made and beauty is not defined by how we look. Our culture has put in our minds that we are only beautiful if we are thin and white. But that's not true. I had a talk with a friend not too long ago, and uh, we discussed how, as a black woman in America, my body is viewed as unhealthy. Why? At first you look, you see that I am barely five foot three. I have thick thighs and wide hips. Guess what? I am perfectly healthy. I don't have any comorbidities. I am not on maintenance medication. But because your BMI calculation says my BMI is not ideal for you or my weight on a scale doesn't fit your norm, I am unhealthy, bull. In another episode, I will cover the research of where BMI came from. But for right now, let's continue to unpack how social media and influencers contribute to body shame. Let me tell you, this is not the world or culture I want my daughters to follow. When I asked my 13-year-old daughter how she felt about her body, her response shocked me. She said, I have a nice body. I'm not too small, not too big. I weigh what a 13-year-old should weigh. I'm just right. Lord, I know for sure at her age, I did not feel this way. Do you remember back in high school or even middle school and the group of girls who shamed other girls? This is before social media. Back then, we got our ideals of body image from magazines and pop stars. 
Remember when the team pop stars all wore belly shirts in the early 2000s? What did that say about our culture? That style is actually coming back 20 years later. Would you wear a crop top? What is the first thought that came to your mind when I asked this? If you're anything like me, I thought, uh, and show my tiger stripes. (laughs) Can you love your body and still want to change it? Heck yeah. I am guilty of feeling shame for gaining weight. I have gained 30 pounds over the last three years after my fourth child. I felt ashamed to take pictures of myself now. And I can admit, I have let myself go during the pandemic because I got so busy being a mom and stressed about keeping everyone healthy that I just didn't care about myself anymore. When I asked my husband what he thinks of my weight gain, he says there's nothing wrong with me and he loves it. But why are we so hard on ourselves? I have put the idea of cultural acceptance into my mind and how I used to look versus how I look now. Recently, I dug back into the book um, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown and learned that I am coming from a place of shame with my thoughts of hiding from the camera and not accepting I am one to two sizes bigger in my clothes. I often feel guilty for my appearance, but Brene defines guilt as... I did something bad and shame as I am bad. See the difference there? I have also learned that we should only accept feedback from those who are in the same arena as us. Meaning, if you aren't or have struggled with body shame, you don't get to tell me or anyone how to love their body or change their body, period. That's where some motivational coaches and quote-unquote health coaches without formal training get things wrong and they put the stigma out into the world. Before someone sets a goal of losing weight or gaining weight or even start the conversation about body image, weight loss, and shame, there has to be a mental evaluation of why am I doing this? Everything starts with why. Why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to gain weight? Why do you hold shame and embarrassment for how your body looks? Why do you believe the things you see on social media? The work I still have to do is allow my mind to shift into a positive affirmation of my body that gave birth to four human beings. I housed four little humans in my womb while they were nourished by my body. I cared for them so they would be as healthy as possible when they came onto this side of life. I fed them with my breasts because my body made the milk they needed for nutrients. My body is not shameful. My body is amazing. Why don't I always believe this? Have you ever felt this way? If I were to scroll Instagram right now, A sponsored ad will pop up with a thin woman advertising leggings. Okay, where are all the other body types that wear leggings? Short girls with thick thighs or tall girls with big butts wear leggings too? Are you marketing to only the thin girls or what? I started to hide these ads because if I'm not their audience, I don't need to worry about what they're selling. 
I don't want to hold their idea of beauty and leggings in my mind. They don't deserve my mental space. As women, we get to choose to live in our truth of body positivity, especially if we have daughters who are looking to us for advice when they hit that late elementary, middle school phase of body shaming. This can be true for our sons too. Social media detoxing has become popular and as a trend when there are moments of injustice being displayed, which I wholeheartedly agree with. I also recommend detoxing and unfollowing if you also struggle with comparison. If you feel body shame or if you have been body shamed, we have to remember the pictures we see on social media are often filtered, taken on someone's best day or photoshopped. How many of us post the first picture we took? We typically post a picture where the angle was right. The lighting gave us a glow and our chin is tight. Nobody wants to see their own wrinkles, double chin, dry skin, or uneven skin tone. With advances in technology, we can alter our appearance in a matter of seconds. If we know that we are often guilty of using the tech to alter our appearance, why are we so hard on others when they show up on their true selves? My body is not built the same as someone else's and that's okay. We are supposed to be different. Another thing that irks me and I have learned to give grace for over the last year is our system isn't set up to properly educate others on the body types of different cultures. There are some influencers out there who have a large following of suburban white females. And so they chant these ideas of, if I can lose weight and look like this, you can too. No, honey, it does not work that way. As a black woman, my body, hair, and skin will never look like yours. I will always have the curves, short legs, and type 4C hair that I inherited. Now, I'm not saying we should not pay attention to dietitians and researchers who have actually done the work and can give us valuable information. Feedback is different from criticism. Cultural shift that needs to change is when we are making ourselves vulnerable and then being shamed on social media. Um, and the next generation is thinking that this is okay. As adults, we have to be mindful of what we believe within ourselves and if the information is true before we criticize others. What others think of me is simply not my business. Body shaming others has a lot to do with how we feel about ourselves internally. I read the book by Sonia Renee Taylor, The Body is Not an Apology, I was also on a podcast called Motivation Made Easy with my friend, Dr. Sean Hondorp, and we talked some about this book and my perspective as a black woman and weight bias. You definitely want to check that out, which I will link in the show notes so you can hear it. One affirmation that Sonia said was, shame, self-silencing, and guilt are manifestations of internalized body terrorism. Letting go of those feelings and habits is a radical act of self-love, one of which I am totally worthy. 
Let's repeat this to ourselves daily. Because remember, circumstances produce thoughts and thoughts produce feelings. Let's feel radical self-love. You may be asking, Quinn, what are you saying? Well, I am saying we strive for connectedness. The new way of being connected to others is through social media. We nearly spent a year at home during a pandemic, and the only way we could be connected to others was through social distancing. So when we seek out the connection from others and then are greeted with negativity, this does something to us mentally. We should not hold guilt of wanting an ideal body weight or if we can't gain weight, our hair texture, the differences of our skin, our body type, our age, and so on. Stay positive even when listening to other influencers and podcasters who don't have the personal experience have done the research and looked at the data when it comes to body image and growing in body positivity. Whew. Okay. I think that is enough of part one of body shaming. There is so much to unpack and talk about with you. Again, I wanted to share my journey with you and what I see and hear from others. So you see that I am also in the arena with you. If this is something you think about, struggle with or have done to others. I want to leave you with an affirmation that Sonia Renee Taylor sent to my inbox. When I am not in love with me, I attract people who are not in love with me. When I am minimizing myself, I attract people that minimize me. When I think less of me, the world barely sees me. I just keep coming back every single time to what the universe is trying to tell me about me. When my relationship with me moves from fear-based, lack-based, deficit-based relationship into a courageous, abundant, radical self-love relationship, intimate possibility, financial possibility, and creative possibilities unfold every single time. Here's a little bonus. I want to do a book review. Um, Daring Greatly. I want to end this episode with a review of the book Daring Greatly. How the courage to be vulnerable transformed the way we live, love, parent, and lead by Dr. Brene Brown. This book was released in 2012, nine years ago, and the content is still relevant today. I believe the content on vulnerability, shame, armory, disruptive engagement, and wholehearted parenting are even more relevant today with the advances in technology and the use of social media. The whole time I read this book for the second time, I read um, this book the first time about a year ago, I felt, dang, she's talking to me. How does she know my feelings? Brene goes in depth of her research over several years and the results she found when studying vulnerability. Reading this book, you will find yourself emotionally exposed in the stories, her teaching and her writing style. The thing that caught my attention the most was of the 12 shame categories. The number one was body image. And guess what number two was? Motherhood how eye-opening. 
Brene helps us step into the arena and develop courage in being vulnerable with ourselves and others. This book is definitely a must read. I highlighted so many statements and words the second time I read it. Honestly, it's hard to put this book down. I say it's a 10 out of 10. With that, I invite you to start the conversation with yourself and others and be the change we want to see on social media. Again, this is part one, and I have more episodes coming to deepen our conversation on bodies. Until next time, please screenshot that you are listening to Mama's Morning Cup and share on social media. How ironic, right? Uh, Tag me at Quinn underscore Brown, B-R-O-W-N, on Instagram. Subscribe or follow wherever you are listening and leave a review. Help me reach other women who are with us in this journey we call motherhood. Also, feel free to DM me and let's have a chat about this episode. I am all ears. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Mama's Morning Cup. I would love to hear more from you on the topics you want to hear. Head to MMC Podcast link in the show notes and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next. See you all next time.